Welcome to the geek to geek podcast where I choose you, Kenny! <laughs> this is a special geek out episode for you guys. I'm here with Kenny from, and I always get this wrong, it's Dragon and Dumbbells podcast. It's Dumbbells and Dragons. Dumbbells and Dragons. I get it mixed up every time. So with the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, and you know, we're just going to be geeking out about fitness, Pokemon, and pretty much everything else that uh, makes us kindred spirits here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, with that said, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, why you're awesome. Well, thank you very much for the intro, Beige. Like you said, my name is Kenny Rotter. I am from Dumbbells and Dragons. I almost I almost mixed it up now. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I, I'm here to ruin everybody like that. Uh, we're a blog and a podcast focused on mixing nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. In essence, uh, I don't care what you love. I just want you to love more of it. That's kind of that's kind of uh, the gist of what we do at Dumbbells and Dragons. See, I'm I may be a little bit biased because of the whole geek fitness thing that I do. So uh, I think that's just a really fantastic idea. You know, anything you know to steal your hashtag, the working out while nerding out thing. That's that is everything that I kind of care about in the world. Uh, I had my wife was looking for my thirtieth birthday present. Asked her ten year old cousin what to get me for my birthday, and when that when her niece or her cousin responded and said, "Well, what does he like?" and she was like. Star Wars superheroes and exercise. That was pretty much that. That pretty much sums up my entire personality, and so I, I completely feel you on that. So, how long has the blog been going on? Uh, we've been blogging for about two years. Um, okay. April twenty fourteen is when we first started the blog, um, and it was it was me and three of my buddies. And then they life got in the way. They had some other callings that they had to go take care of. Right then. I, it was just me. It was just me blogging, and I realized I wanted to focus more on the podcast element. So I went to social media, and I was like, hey, who is an aspiring writer or who wants to do more writing uh, and needs a place, needs an outlet? And six, right. six of my friends jumped on board, and now it, it was great because I, I hate writing. I love talking to people. Really? Yeah. I, I am not a writer. I am a talker. A conversationalist. Okay. <laughs> um, but now it, it was a blessing in disguise because we're churning out more content every week and I'm doing less work. <laughs> so, so it's a win-win in every yeah. in every capacity at this point. Yeah. I, you hurt my English teacher's soul a little bit, though. I get the I hate writing, you know, day in and day out from students. And I'm like, no, like, I, I understand, though. And see, I'm the exact opposite. I love writing. I come from a blogging background where that was what I wanted to and was really averse to getting into podcasting until I started listening to more and more of them. And I just talk. I'm a ham. So <laughs> it really does fit really well uh, into my personality as well. It's, I'm glad to see. Now, I saw you guys as of this recording had 16 episodes up of the podcast. Yes. Okay, so you guys st probably started this only about the same time that we started the Geek to Geek cast, didn't you? If you're releasing weekly? Yes, we're releasing weekly every Wednesday between 7.30 and 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> uh, gotta, gotta, make that, gotta clarify that. Um, but... Yeah, we, there's also a couple uh, four or five bonus episodes that okay. we did 
Um, whether I was at a con and I managed to talk to somebody for a few minutes and I wanted to get that right. content up right away. Uh, so yeah, uh, 16 episodes plus or minus five. Oh. Uh, so you guys really need to go check out their feed. I know it's on iTunes. That's where I was listening through. Um, now was it explicit or clean? I do want to make that so ever, to, for everyone to know before they go looking for it. It has the E. So technically okay. it's explicit. There is not a lot of cursing, and in fact, a lot of the episodes would be considered clean. It's just, I had to choose one or the other for iTunes ratings, <laughs> and yep. I was like, I don't want to censor my guests. So That's understandable. If if somebody lets a, a four-letter word slip, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> I get that. I just wanted to make that clear because with our listeners, some of them have specifically commented that they really like that it was clean. So if they're going and looking and hearing everything under the sun, I was like, oh, sorry, guys. But that is it can can be explicit. So you guys go check it out. It is fun to listen to. I really did like the Harry Potter episode recently. I uh, listened to it while doing dishes yesterday. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I got, had the same reaction that people have to our cast with. I just want to talk back to you guys <laughs> like you guys were talking and I've taught some of the same stuff that he had. And I'm just like, but but this isn't how I feel about this. And I need to talk. And I'm like, I'm an academic, too. It was it was great. Like, I really do recommend this, you guys. Um, that's what I love about podcasting. That's what I love also about the Geek to Geek, ta- uh, Geek, to Geek cast. Because I just... I'm talking to you guys. I'm saying these things out loud. And I'm like, why are you ignoring me? <laughs> I realized when he said something about Alan Rickman that I was I was in the middle of putting plates up and I turned around as though I were going to say something to my phone. I was like, I don't. Well, and no, no, I'm going to have to stop. So, yeah, I, I like conversational cast and you guys do it really, really well on there. So and the good news is um, if you want, come out to Leviosa, which is in Las Vegas, um, second weekend in Las Vegas for a Harry Potter convention. The second weekend in Las Vegas? They gave it its own month now? <laughs> the second weekend in July in Las Vegas. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 that kind of guy. I'll always call you out on no, it. For but sure. no, second weekend in July? Yes. Cool. That would be a really fun con to go to. I can't even imagine Harry Potter in Las Vegas. That's why I'm going. I'm excited to it's... have my imagination blown. Um so, okay, so I heard one thing when listening to your cast that they were saying, or one of your guests was saying that how how did they put it that you taking a break was other people uh, working really hard, something along those lines of uh, what you were doing for fitness. So, you know, with the dumbbells and dragons or dragons and dumbbells, I still can't get it right. And you just told me uh, with, with it being the, the combination of fitness and nerds, what do you do for fitness? I mean, what are you, what is your big fitness thing? Are you a runner? Is it strength training? What do you tend to focus on? Um, for in my personal life, first and foremost, um, I am a a, a weightlifter. Um, mm. I love lifting weights. I love lifting heavy. Uh, I know I'm going to need to change that up here in the next few years because you okay. know I'm getting older. But eh, as yeah, as we all are, yeah, one day at a time. <laughs> But as as something I like to get everybody involved in is I love running uh, obstacle course races, uh, tough okay. tough mutters, Spartan races. But uh, I mainly run tough mutters, and okay. I have run with some of the most amazing people on the planet, and it's it's an incredible transformative experience. 
they look so amazing. I've never done one of the obstacle course races. There's one that comes very local to my campus and I have friends who do it and I am so prissy. I don't want to mess up my running shoes and running clothes and get dirty. <laughs> I'm the one who has Germex and, and, and Purell on every surface in my house pretty much and every desk I have. The idea of getting that filthy is just aberrant to me. I do not, <laughs> I can't bring myself to do it and it's always, I've always been busy on the weekends when they come up. I've already had plans because it's right after graduation a lot of times and so it's the early summer you know getting out and doing something already and they look so much fun i would love to do one at some point they are a blast uh, i've actually run a couple by myself okay. but the cool thing is you're never running by yourself because every time i've run one i've met people waiting in line at registration or right. at the starting line and then they're just like no you're running with us now and <laughs> oh yep every that's awesome yeah, everybody is so friendly and so great and it's especially tough mutters people just want to see you push yourself and finish that that is a, one of the reasons that i love the running community in general that i, I don't know if it's your uh your experience with them as well. But anytime I go to a race, it's the exact same thing. I'm meeting people in line as we're lining up, we're talking. And even though it's not the kind of thing like the Tough Mudder where you can stick together and actually help each other out, I've stopped on the side of the road when I've seen somebody vomiting during a half marathon. And when he was like, oh, my wife's coming back up. You don't have to wait when I had volunteered. And he came up to me after. He was like, thank you for checking on me. And it's just like, well, yeah, you're been over double hurling yeah. on the side of the road. Of course, I'm a check on you. You're another human being. But just that kind of thing. I don't know him, but he's just another guy. Where in everyday life, I don't know if people really would slow down on the side of the road if they saw somebody just, just up chucking. But that, that's the kind of thing about the running community that it's so inclusive. I've never known anyone to be like, get out of here and run elsewhere. It, it's that's not at all what I've experienced in any shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, it's it's really a great, just accepting, motivating community. And, you know, despite all of the memes, I've actually run into the same thing in terms of weightlifting. You know, I, you hear so many horror stories about people at the gym who are just absolutely terrible to you and mocking you. And so you go in with that kind of mentality of that you're about to be judged. And I've never had one person say a thing to me going in. And I'm made of spaghetti. I, when, when I lift heavy, it is not heavy <laughs> at all. Uh, but it is it's it's fun i mean I'm, I'm getting into it myself and i'm having to get past that initial oh these guys with bigger muscles and who are lifting heavier than i am are judging me they don't even look at me they're doing their own thing and whenever i need something you can ask somebody for a spot or anything like that well and and i've i've rarely met anybody at the gym who's not courteous because it's, it's a very similar yeah. mentality i have met a few but not many uh and the one thing i like to tell people is yes, you might be intimidated by the 250 pound <laughs> totally ripped bodybuilder who's preparing for his competition next week. Right. And you're worried he's going to judge you. He is way too busy focused on himself to right. notice anybody else around. Which is wonderful. So that's 
that I like to hear someone who is both actively a runner and a weightlifter because they, they seem so polar opposite. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'll probably be hitting you up as I start working on actually, you know, not being made of spaghetti for a while. <laughs> and I'm actually transitioning out of running because I've gone through so many injuries over the last few years that it's going to be really, really short distances for myself as I'm getting older. Like you said, I mean, it is, I, I really, my body is just revolting at this point and it's not because it's ugly. It's just actively trying to kill me now. <laughs> And I, it's one of those things where I'm needing to get way more strength training in. I'm focusing more on yoga and things like that and, and strength training and, and wanting to do power lifting. So I'll be hitting you up for stuff like that, I'm sure. Please do. And anyone out there listening, like, I, I'd love to answer questions. You oh, know, and I'll, I'm, I'll definitely be there. So in terms of geeking out and the nerd stuff, you know, what is your primary area of, of geekiness? I mean, I have an idea looking at you, but people can't see the uh, video feed that I'm seeing. So uh, for me and Void, it's Star Wars and video games. <laughs> I mean, there is you can you may be able to see the Star Wars pillow and the Yoda statue behind me, but uh, that that's where that's where <laughs> mine is. What is yours? What is your primary area? What is your fandom? What is, what's your geek? Um, I'm a huge uh, Marvel guy. I, I love yeah. I love the comic books. I love um, I love the movies. I love the TV shows. Um, a bit more of I've, I've transitioned into a bit more pop culture, like a lot more of the movies, a lot more of the Netflix right. shows. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's. I've always related to Peter Parker, Spider Man. I've got my. Oh yeah, see, I saw the corner of one of those, and I was like, I love for you guys who can, who aren't benefiting from the video feed. He has an amazing corner of movie posters from the Spider-Man movies up, and I could see a sliver of one of the Sam Raimi movies, and seeing all of them in a row like that, that just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, and then um, God, what else am I into right now? Um, if anyone's read Saga. Oh, I need to. I absolutely need to. That is, I want to so badly. I hear so many good things about it. Yeah, it's 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 so great. It's brilliant. It's it, not for kids. It is not a children's right. comic. Uh, if people want a good suggestion for children's comics, My Little Pony, hilarious, great <laughs> comics. But not not Saga, not even from the first few pages of it that I've read. You're not. It might even be the first page that has nudity on it, that, that if I remember right. Yes. But I've read just a very bit of it, and it's really well written, Brian K. Vaughn. And I know it's available in the Comixology Unlimited right now, or if it comes out. If it's out yet, I'm not sure if they've released the... Pro, the project for that yet if it's available to subscribe but i know the first volume of saga is involved in it okay so you can get it but yeah that's awesome that's i figured with all the spider-man and marvel stuff and the avengers shirt on i figured that was where <laughs> it was gonna go but i had to ask i wanted to make sure you know sometimes sometimes you, you see that and it's just like well no I, I like batman it's like there's nothing about what i just saw that is that is batman so well and it's it's i i, I am a fan of gaming but i'm more a fan of like Nintendo Mario classic right. gaming like I I have not played a new age video game in forever. Oh, so you should you definitely need to pick out pick up Overwatch if you're not used to new games. It's so good. That's what everyone has been saying. And I'm just like I I I just bought WWE 2K16. Okay. Um because I Oh man. I was like I plugged in one of my old wrestling games from my Nintendo 64, and I was like, I want to see what the new one has done. I'm so confused. 
I can imagine. I remember going from the 64 to one that was just on the GameCube. I think it was WrestleMania X8 is what I had. And I was I was just baffled from it because I was used to like smack down on their PlayStation 1. And I'm just like, nope, I'm, I understand. I haven't touched one in probably 10 years, if not longer than that. So I, I understand being baffled by it. Yeah, that's definitely where I'm heading. And I know I just need to put in the time and get the learning curve going. It's also like, okay, if I have to struggle with this for the next two, three hours, I'd rather just go read a comic book. Yeah, that's where I am. If I can pick it up, if there's learning curve is one thing, but if it is completely unresponsive, if I don't get what it is, I actually put down Batman Arkham City for that for a long time. It took me maybe a year to be able to go back to it because I got so frustrated at the controls when I first tried to pick it up. And it probably only took half an hour to really get used to it. But I was so used to games at that point, I could just pick up and play that when my my sausage fingers wouldn't do what I needed them to do, I just dropped it until right after the Dark Knight Rises came out. I was I went back and played it after watching after watching that movie. It put me in a Batman mood, but I could not play it. Oh yeah. I almost I almost picked up I wanted to talk my wife into allowing us to get a PS4 just so I could get mm-hmm. Street Fighter Five. Because, oh, okay. because I know if I pick up Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo or Street yes. Fighter Five, down to forward punch is gonna be Ryu's fireball. Yes, no matter what. <laughs> and I haven't played I haven't played four or five on it, but if they have changed that, then I'm going to ride no. uh, that I, if they have changed how to fireball. Yes, I have Street Fighter Four. I love it. It's such a great game. I need to get it. I keep I will see it occasionally on a humble bundle and intend to buy it. But I've never actually just gone through and bought it uh, whenever it's been on sale. So that actually is a pretty good segue, the idea of the, the classic gaming and being able to pick it up just and knowing what's going on. You're a field tester for Pokemon Go. Is that is that what you said? Is that what the title was for? Are you field testing yes, it? Yes, we are I am a field tester. Not a, Okay. How did that happen? How did you get involved in that? I I saw a Facebook post, a buddy of mine shared it with me, and it was like, register and we'll send out an invite when they become available. So like two months ago, I sent, I filled okay. this paperwork, not paperwork, this online form. <laughs> okay, well, let's see what happens. And then two weeks ago, they sent me the email, hey, your invitation is ready. And okay. so then I started and I, I really haven't put it down in the last 12 days. Wow. Okay. So... For the uninitiated here, you know, give us a brief rundown on what this is. Most people know what Pokemon is, that they are the, you know, it's the Game Boy, Nintendo DS uh, franchise where you're going through collecting monsters, throwing Pokeballs at stuff, the RPG that where the story is completely secondary to uh, to fighting and collecting all the all the Pokemon, all the little critters. How does Pokemon Go differ from that? Like what makes it so special at this point? It is the first experience I've had with augmented reality. Okay, um, right. It Essentially, it maps wherever you are, you know, just essentially like you're looking at a Google map. And based on your GPS, you walk around and you can find Pokemon. So when you open up your screen and you're trying to catch a Pokemon, there's a Pokemon on your bed or there's a Pokemon <laughs> on the bench next to you in the park. Um, I've done it so that I've manipulated it so I could get the Pokemon. So it looks like the Pokemon is sitting on my dog. 
<laughs> awesome. Um, Please tell me you can take screenshots of stuff like that. You can take screenshots, and there is actually a camera mode where you just you okay. click a button and it lets you take a picture. But if you um, if you take a picture because it's in beta, it mm. will say confidential, do not share. And right. you know the screenshot has your essentially your field tester number. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like watermarks throughout the photo. So if you share yep. it, they know whose account they need to, you know, just. Uh... That's understandable. I've seen stuff like that with NDAs for MMOs that that you that plaster your account name and email all over it when you take a screenshot. So I I understand needing to do that, especially for a game like this, because there's a whole lot of inform I guess misinformation out there about what this game is going to be, and. In terms of traditional Pokemon games, if I'm used to playing old school Pokemon games, for me personally, I've played Pokemon Blue back when it first came out, and now I'm playing Omega Ruby. <laughs> Those are the only two Pokemon games I've ever actually played through. How easy will it be for me to pick up Pokemon Go and enjoy it? Incredibly easy. I, I haven't played a Pokemon game since uh, Pokemon Red. So okay. I, yeah, same generation as Blue yeah. then. So yeah, same as me. The only reason I have this one is my friends wanted to play together and be able to trade. So we got it recently in the last few months. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't played anything. I mean, I played Pokemon Snap for the N sixty four, and it's so good. Like <laughs> I love hearing people play it. I remember playing that game so much, just taking the pictures, and it was so engrossing. That's actually kind of what I thought about when it comes to Pokemon Go, that I was hoping it would have that element of Pokemon Snap in it to get just the right picture. That's why I was asking about the screenshots. Yes. So there is an element of that. It's there is no story. There's, n there's okay. no story None. in Pokemon Go. You walk around, you collect Pokemon, you collect items, and you battle in opposing gyms, and then you... Uh, train in same colored gyms. Okay, and I'm assuming that those are just scattered throughout the world. That you that different landmarks are specified as these different colored gyms. Yes, like there just happens to be one about a five minute walk from my house, and it's just this okay. community center that in the game <laughs> is a Pokemon gym. <laughs> that is awesome. And um, I was actually driving around to LAX airport today and a couple of the terminals are different gyms and <laughs> that's awesome. And it's, it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm still confused on a couple aspects of the game. Okay. And we, we can get into that a little bit later, but so you walk around, your phone buzzes, you catch Pokemon. Um, there's no leveling up the Pokemon. And oh. the Pokemon you meet in the wild, you can't battle down. It's really you, you throw a Pokeball, you catch them or you don't. If you if you catch them, great. If you don't, they run away or stay. You throw another Pokeball, you catch them or you don't. All right, R rinse and repeat. You know, can can you die? Just thinking about this, can that when you're fighting through like I'm assuming that like you're fighting with po other other Pokemon that you have or you aren't fighting wild Pokemon. The only Pokemon oh. you're fighting are in gyms. Are other people's. Okay. And then you can't die. Your Pokemon of course can faint. Right. There's currently no way to revive them 
unless you find revives. Oh. So, like, you know how you used to be able to go to your bedroom or send them to the professor and take a nap, and then you'd wake up the next day and they'd be fine? You can't do that. You have to go find a Pokestop, which, again, is a location. They're very... Locations scattered throughout your town or your city, and you pick up items from the Pokestops. You don't have to buy them, you just find them there. But that's where you find these items. And so that got to be a little bit of a hassle when, like... Yeah. Because I was like, my house isn't really near that many Pokestops. It's near one. And... And, yeah, and having to go out of your way for it when you're trying to play the game is probably pretty obnoxious, actually, without having any other option for that to be the only option that you have to to actually continue playing. Yes, because you can buy items, but revive is not an item you can buy. Oh my goodness. That's, I can see why they would do that. Everything that you're saying, the idea of it not having a story is actually amazing to me, given that the team who's worked on this, and at least the development studio, was the same ones who made Ingress, uh, from Google, that there was at least a base story going on there, whether anyone paid attention to it or not. And for those of you who don't know what that is, Ingress is an augmented reality game. It was my first interaction with it, where it does exactly what Kenny says the Pokemon Go app is doing, marking landmarks in your town as bases, as and you were trying to capture portals rather than Pokemon. And you were against, there were two teams that you were fighting for control of the most landmarks in your city. And I did this with a couple of friends around town. And it really did make us walk around a whole lot. But there was always a story in the background. There was always something going on. I would get emails about this augmented reality uh, narrative that they were telling. So it really amazes me that they don't have even the fundamental, you're trying to become the greatest Pokemaster in the world kind of storyline in the background, fighting at all these gems. Yeah, and and some of my issues that I don't know if are going to be resolved, like in my in my personal opinion, I don't think this game is going to be ready for launch next month. Okay. I have too many questions about it. Yeah. And I don't care what the answers are, but not, but just me being in this limbo of what are the answers is what's bothering right. me. Like I will go to, I'm team red. I, okay. I, that's the team I chose when I first started. So I can go to some gyms and drop off Pokemon there so that, they will eventually train and come back to me stronger by themselves and right. I don't have to watch them. Wonderful, good. But I will go to other Pokemon Red gyms and I won't be able to do that. And I'm like, why can't I drop off my Pokemon? And I don't know and yeah, I don't I don't know why. That's and there's no documentation for it, but probably because it's in beta, they haven't gotten that far along with it. The community is so small that there's probably not a lot of people to ask about doing that at this point. I'm assuming that there are closed reddits, maybe something along those lines that you could check. But that's honestly going so far out of your way to learn how to play a game that most people aren't going to do it. Yes, and I just learned the other day. So whenever you catch Pokemon or do find certain things, you get like if I catch a a Pikachu, um, I get a Pikachu candy. Okay. And if I have 25 Pikachu candies, I can evolve Pikachu into Raichu. Okay. So I essentially need to catch 20 
five Pikachu to evolve one. But then you can also wow, okay. you also use the candies to power up your Pokemon. You also have this stuff called Stardust. Okay. So you need to make sure that you have enough Stardust and enough candies to power up your Pokemon, which I didn't realize until I ran out of Stardust when I was trying to power up my Raticate. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's Luckily, it's beta, and you'll be able to do all of this again next month when it launches know, right? for real. Uh, that And they say that there's a notification system. Right. I've had the app open uh, and then turn it off to save the battery, you know, just turn the yeah. screen off, and I, I won't ever get a notification. So I'm like, do I have to leave the phone on? Oh. Because that's just a huge that... battery suck. There was some app that I used that was like that. I can't remember which one it was. It's been about a year now that I realized would not work unless the screen was open on my phone, that it wouldn't perform whatever function it was. It was some sort of backup app or something, and it would not do it if the if the phone was closed, even though it was supposed to. And it's that's a major issue because that's why I stopped using that particular one because it I don't I don't remember what it was. I just remember being irritated because I had to keep touching my phone every minute, just tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Where that was a concern that I had when they announced the Pokemon Go Plus, I think is what they call it, the, the Plus Pod or however it was at E3. That was a concern of mine is whether or not I would have to constantly have, you know, geolocation on, have my phone on as well, how close the Bluetooth worked to be able to know whether or not I could even tap the little button they were talking about. Yes. And that's that was one of my concerns because I'm like, OK, it tells me when a Pokemon is near it. It's not going to tell me what type of Pokemon it is. It's not going to tell me if if I push the button do I know that my Pokeball automatically catches it and just whether or not it escapes? Because when you're looking at the screen, you can toss a Pokeball. Right. But if you if your finger misses it, then you've missed the Poke. You yeah. Know? You got to throw another one. So I don't know if it's an automatic capture with the Pokeball, but then the Pokemon right. can escape or if it means missed. So there's a lot of questions and I'm fine with whatever yeah. the answer is. I just want to... You just kind of want to know. Yeah. And I want to know, do I have to have the phone on and open in my pocket because I don't want that? Yeah, that would be the worst for me because I was thinking, I know Void and I both talked about this on... The, the moment he heard about it, he sent me a link to it, was talking to me all about this the moment they did it on the live stream. And it was immediately, this is what we can do out on runs, that we're going to be able to have this attached to our shorts, our, she, our, our wrist, whatever, and just tap a button as we're running and just capture Pokemon and then come back home and see what we got. But one issue that I've had when running was leaving my phone open. If it, I had to, that was one of the reasons I ended up putting a passcode on it uh, years ago, is because my shorts would be so sweaty that they were capacitive enough to open my phone and mess with my apps and call people. That I mean, I get, I am drenched. I get soaking wet when I'm out running. <laughs> I, I don't know. You have the lovely LA weather. I live in Alabama, and our summers basically the air. 
air is a swamp and oh, yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's miserable during the summer so running i'm literally soaking wet from head to toe and my, i'm honestly worried my phone is going to get the water damage sensor on it so whenever it breaks apple's gonna be like no sir you had you submerged you submerged this in water and i'm like no i went running because we live in the worst place in the world and it actually started calling people and texting people just my shorts from from touching it and that was a concern i had about pokemon go is if the screen had to stay open then it would it would do everything in the world wrong i would i would never be able to play it while out running and that's a big draw to me that is something about this app that i want to use it to stay active i want to use it to keep me moving just that much more and so you know being the fitness guy that you are having having the app already you know for the last couple of weeks has it been incorporated to anything that you're doing does it make you move around anymore going to the pokestops going out trying to battle other people or is it just something else to do while you're already out um interesting question that's a very very interesting question i i the first day i got it my wife and i were walking our dogs and it was great because we were out walking our dogs but my my face was in my phone the entire time (laughs) um and so then from then on it was no more pokemon go on dog walks um i my wife and I've had that same conversation because except it is planning the podcast. <laughs> Void and I will be texting back and forth and she'll be like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm texting about the podcast. She's like, We're walking the dog. We are spending time together. <laughs> and I'm like, That's a very good point. I did say let's go do this together. And I was like, it was even my idea to go out and do this. And I'm like, you know, I'm playing on my phone, planning things. So I completely understand. That would be a major concern for me, just playing Pokemon all the time while yeah. I'm out. Now, um, there there is a... You can collect eggs, and as you walk, the eggs will hatch. You have to walk... Mm. I've seen the eggs in three sizes, two kilometers, five kilometers, ten kilometers. Okay. And so, um, however far you walk is how long it takes for the egg to hatch. I love that idea. That... That alone is something that I can really see working into some sort of fitness routines that that I love that idea because one of the issues that I've had with eggs and I think Omega Ruby is the one I'm playing now is that I have absolutely no idea when my eggs are going to hatch that I hate <laughs> not knowing. So I'm just I'm sitting around watching TV just literally moving my cert, my thumb in circles on the circle pad, riding my bike just to get eggs to hatch sometimes. And I'm like, this is so boring. This is dumb. And I don't know when it's going to end. I just need the spot in my inventory back. And those kinds of just really tedious game mechanics are just that. They're tedious and they're not fun. But if I knew that I had to had to move 10 kilometers to be able to hatch this egg that I want, you better believe I'm going out and running a 10K, that I'm getting rewarded. I'm getting my nerd reward at the same time I'm getting, you know, my, my you know, not dying when I'm 40 reward. And so <laughs> I, that sounds that sounds fantastic to me. No, and and it, to be honest, the eggs have actually gotten me to get up and go. There's a park. Uh, right by our place and I'll go walk around there for a little bit don't take the dogs don't take the wife I just go by myself and I like walk <laughs> yeah. around walk to the target pick up groceries or whatever 
Yeah. Uh, so, so in that sense, it's it's definitely achieving its goal of getting people to walk around. But when I first got it, and I would be driving a mile or two to the gym, I would have it open. Oh yeah. And so when I first started playing, it didn't recognize that no human can walk at 45 miles an hour. Right. So what they did was the eggs won't register steps if you're going above a certain speed. Oh, wow. That is, that makes a lot of sense. And so then one time I was in, I was, I was in the passenger seat and we were on the freeway going, you know, 65, 70 miles an hour, and I'm trying to catch Pokemon that are popping up on the side <laughs> of the road, and they did a great job because I will catch the Pokemon, but then the Pokemon will immediately break out of the Pokeball and run away. Okay. Because it knows you're not walking. Yeah, because you're not actually out there doing something that that is awesome that you're no longer near its specified zone. So if you're not in this particular area, it jumps out of the Pokeball. That is that is awesome. I have I have to say that just hearing you talk about this has made me more likely to pick it up and actually integrate it into even just something I do every other day when I'm walking to the gym, I'm lucky enough to live within a, about a block, block and a half of my gym. So I walk there anyway. This is going to help me be like, well, I might as well go today. I might as well go to my yoga class. It's, you know, I need to, I'll see if there's any Pokemon on the way as opposed to, I don't want to walk through that puddle that is air outside today, <laughs> which is what happened today. Maybe I might've not gone to the gym this morning because it is <laughs> the mid- the end of June and it's unbelievably hot. I don't know if I did or not, but I, I didn't. I snuck out. I, I wanted to stay inside the house. Um, it's, But that's the kind of thing that really would motivate me. I am so much a reward person that if I were to be – to do something – if there were an app like that, it would totally get me to move around more like Ingress did. And, and I think I'm definitely going to keep playing it. I The Pokemon Plus is 35 bucks. they said – Oh, is it? Well, it's it's for the wearable, and I I don't think that's a horrible price, and I think it will make no. the experience a little bit better. Um, but I don't think I'm ever going to be a serious Pokemon Go player. I'm going to be more of a casual player, right. and there are there are. Like, I, I will see the same group of 25 to 40 Pokemon all the time, and I rarely will find other other species, right. which is kind of a bummer. But then I will pick up friends at the airport or go somewhere else where I'm not normally, and there's a bunch of different Pokemon there. Right. And so it's definitely encouraging people to go out to different spaces. Um, for Father's That's... Day, we actually took my father-in-law on a fishing trip. And so it was my first time near the water. And there were tons of water Pokemon. Whereas before, I only found a star you on the street. And I was like, I don't think you're surviving here, star you. Oh, I was like, Why are poor you... thing. Yeah, poor... Here, come with me. I'll, I'll transfer you to the professor. <laughs> oh, but... how kind actually, of you. Well, 
I know, right? When we were on the boat, I, I opened it up. We're in the middle of the ocean, right? Middle of the Pacific Ocean. And I open up Pokemon Go, and it knows where I'm at. And then right next to me in the ocean is a Caterpie. And I'm like, I was like, what is this Caterpie doing? And my buddy looks over at me, and he goes, drowning. Drowning? <laughs> yep. As, as, that, as, soon as, you, as soon as you said it, I was like, that's exactly what the Caterpie's doing. It is. That is that, that poor Caterpie, too. Like, that's... I wonder if that's a bug. Uh, it's a caterpillar because it's a bug. Um, but it's, I'm so sorry. Bad puns are are my lifeblood. Um, I wonder if that's a bug or if it's something they tr- they put in to have out of their typical areas, out of their elements sometimes like that with a star you in on concrete. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not really sure. I, I think I like the game. It's enjoyable. Obviously, I'm going to keep yeah. playing it. I just want an instruction guide to that to clarify some of these things for me. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And I'm sure that at the very least, when this hits on mass release, give it a week. And there are going to be so many wikis out there where people have figured all of this stuff out. People who are not under any kind of NDA to write about things and post all of this up things or things that haven't taken the time because it's changing all the time. They'll be out there in no time to be able to do. So I think the frustrations that you're having, I'm hoping that the frustrations that you have will be rectified by the community. And so that I, people like me, don't go in and get completely frustrated with it. Because if something is not fun for the first bit, I just don't install it off my phone. I don't yeah. have enough I don't have enough space on my phone to keep stuff I'm not actually going to use. For sure. And that's totally understandable. So, so that pretty much puts us at the end of the geek out. Um, where can people find you on the internet, on iTunes, wherever it is? What should they look for? Where can they go and uh, join in all your awesomeness? Oh, the podcast you can find at the website, which is dumbbellsanddragons.com, or search um, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any podcast aggregator, Dumbbells and Dragons. Um, social media wise, we are everywhere. At Dumbbells Dragon, um, and that's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, all the social medias that are out there. And I highly suggest everybody do that. Give them a follow. Uh, start talking. They the one thing that I love about blogging and podcasting and social media more than anything else is making friends. <laughs> and I I cannot stand when I find a new podcast that I love listening to and the people don't respond back. <laughs> like it's one of those things. Like, and I understand, you know, if it's somebody who who is a major celebrity, they're not going to. But somebody who is, you know, just normal guys who are doing podcasts, it really it it, it kind of hurts my feelings if i say hello and or i love the last cast and they're like nothing just i don't get any it's just radio silence and so i i'm really i'm really got to say that people should follow you and do that because y'all interact with your with your listeners a lot which is a kudos from us um and then as far as the geek to geek cast goes you can always write to us with comments suggestions and feedback email is geek to geek cast at gmail.com and on twitter as geek to geek cast you can sign up for our email list at geek to geek cast.net and let us know which shows you want emails 
about, yes, which shows you want email updates about. That is how you say that. And I'm personally on Twitter as at Professor Beej. I'm also the host of the Geek Fitness Health Hacks podcast, which I'm sure that we will have Kenny on at some point again to talk about uh, geeky and fitness stuff, which we talked about here but didn't go into incredible depth. And then you can find me at all the normal podcast places as well as geekfitness.net slash podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Kenny, for being with us today. Uh, thank you. Anything, any last words <laughs> to the geeks out there? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely appreciate it. Um, my last words for anyone out there is listening and there's something that you want to do, something you want to accomplish. If you want to start a new video game, start a new comic book, revisit something old, start now. Start now. That is absolutely it. Start now. Don't wait. All right, we'll see you next time, geeks. 